Hello and welcome to Dinish Guarda YouTube podcast series powered by openbusinesscouncil.org, citiesabc.com and fashionabc.org. Once again, here we are to continue profiling uh, fast innovation personalities around the world and especially thought leaders that are trying to change the way we look at technology, authors and thinkers that actually can look at the more positive things that we have in for humanity. I think there's a lot of noise if you look at the news or social media. Normally, it's always very negative. And I think in this channel, there's space more to look at the challenges and our opportunities, but at least to be more positive and actually have a better narrative. And that's, uh, I think, especially nowadays, and uh, we're talking in November 2022, it's actually a time that actually having a bit of common sense is actually very important, especially when it comes to some of the things we're going to be talking in this interview. So uh, I welcome to our series Aurelia Onimus. Um, that is uh, a personality that I know for some time, and I'm quite proud about the work he's been doing in terms of writing and as well building his brand as an author, especially in France where he's been publishing uh, in very powerful books that I think uh, uh, they are mostly available for the French people, French-speaking people at least, or, or reading people, but I'm sure that he's going to go international as well. So Aurelien is still quite young, but he's an author and writer that's the CEO of sendapps.com that has a portfolio of management, uh, especially related with blockchain solutions and digital assets and digital currencies and looks at precisely mechanics of gamification and different solutions to create uh, uh, narratives and different areas. Um, this this project and different areas that has been working um, have been involved in different areas of entrepreneurship around startups and uh, institutions related with blockchain. He's as well a, a professor um, or guest lecturer and professor in the University of Paris, Pantheon Sorbonne, and uh, he have, has three books. Um, um, uh, I'll probably read it in French and then in English. La Blockchain, uh, Une Révolution dans l'Immobilier, the 2020. And now there's this new book, which we're going to be talking today, that is uh, Guide Pratique de la Blockchain and Entreprise. So the first one I'll translate it in English is um, Blockchain, a Revolution in the Property. And the second one is a practical guide to blockchain for enterprise, which I think it's more important than ever because at the moment there's so much narratives, very confusing about this. And I think we're going to be talking on in this interview about his work in France, about as well the different areas that he's been doing and as well how the French community of developers look at blockchain and as well the academic world as well where Aurelien has been involved. So welcome to our series, Aurelien. Thanks a lot, Denise, for the, the huge introduction. <laughs> Your French is quite good. I like it. <laughs> I have to I'm impressed. <laughs> Thank you. Merci beaucoup. Okay, so so I think especially you're quite young, but you've been specialized in blockchain, especially the area of blockchain entrepreneurship and blockchain as well with the components of academic research, but as well practicalities, which I love. And I think your first book is about blockchain and enterprise or blockchain and, and property, which is a key element, especially real mm -hmm. estate. And a lot of the things when we talk about, uh, of course, these areas, it comes back to crypto speculation and stupidities. So let's look at, uh, uh, at this. So let's uh, first an introduction by you, um, your background, and as well as always interesting to see France, which part of my family is from, and as well what uh, a background about uh, how did you end up in blockchain, and as well 
being an entrepreneur and as well being a writer and an author. Okay, so um, so I I began entering in the blockchain. Uh, I think it's quite interesting because I it was a it was at the end of my studies uh, when I was at the Insect Business School. Um, I I chose to write my thesis uh, around the blockchain uh, industry, and I wrote a, f a first book which is blockchain and ICOs. Uh, where it was when uh, the hype of ICOs happened, so initial coin offerings, and it was quite interesting. And finally, I, I launched my own consulting firm for during. Uh, around three years, uh, advising several startups, but also institutions in developing blockchain use cases. And uh, what happened finally is that uh, I began to really uh, think about uh, launching uh, my own product related to blockchain industry, um, and especially with crypto industry, uh, which is, you told, uh, you told it uh, earlier, um, synapse.com. Um, which the main goal is to uh, introduce uh, innovation uh, regarding the, the way people are seeing investment pr practices, uh, make it fun, make it shareable, make it social. So that's more global, uh, the, the most global vision of what I'm doing today here. And I'm here, I'm the CEO and co-founder of this, of this startup. We are really at an early stage, but we are iterating a lot. And we really believe that, um, I, I think uh, if you authorize myself, uh, just I would like to give the vision I have regarding the blockchain um, because I'm, I really think it's interesting um, what I saw. Uh, so it's been like more than, I would say, five years I'm in industry. I, I am in the, the industry, I would say. It's not the earlier. Uh, some people were in uh, since 2008, <laughs> but I'm not. <laughs> I fell in love uh, later, but still, uh, it's quite interesting to see that Whatever is happening, initial coin offerings, NFTs, Web3, metaverse, and every stuff we are talking about, um, and every, um, uh, sadly, I would say, I would say, uh, uh, crypto crashes or scams, uh, a lot of things are happening, um, and we are. I believe my vision is that uh, every asset worldwide, whatever the type of asset, will have um, a digital representation uh, in, obviously, the blockchain, but maybe in another technology in the coming years. But still, I truly believe that real estate, energy, uh, but also supply chain, uh, also, I would say, even my, my, my glass will have a digital representation in, uh, in, and unique ID uh, in this future world. And based upon this, um, I really think a lot of opportunities are here to help society to develop some more uh, economics approach, approaches uh, regarding uh, yeah, business, most of all. So, so so let's start just first. Uh, so you, you gave a bit of an overview about how you see blockchain, which I appreciate. But before that, so I think it's important for people listening to us. And of course, this is a YouTube tech um, uh, channel, which we have quite technical topics that we've been discussing here. We always like to demystify. But I think, how did you come to this? Because I think it's... Uh, I think the first thing is that uh, a huge part of people listening to us uh, get into these technologies mostly because they find some influencer or they find okay. some kind of myth around crypto and everyone gets some fascination. They will make some quick buck and probably if you're younger, probably in the NFT revolution, if you are a bit older, probably you heard about all the Bitcoin, about the crypto and you end up actually here. But in the end of the day, behind this, there's the blockchain technology, which is the purpose of your work and a lot of the things you've been doing here. And like you said, digital assets. So how did you get into this and what made you come and start working on this? Let's start with that question more personal before you go to the other one. And as well, your context with France education, because I will always like to look at this from a local 
versus global perspective. Yeah, of course. Um, I would say how I came up to, to this to this uh, to this approach. Um, I think there were several signals uh, regarding uh, the approach of technology. We have we have seen several evolution uh, regarding tech stuffs, uh, um, and I think one main uh, innovation, one main uh, point that is that was currently uh, creating problems in the current state of the economy was obviously the financial point. Um, there is there is a lot of flows in this in this industry and. Uh, which made me come come in this industry is that I had the feeling um, crypto, but most of all the technology behind crypto, uh, re represented the future of our society, and it was really that point, that main point, that made made me think, okay, there is something to do. Um, everything is going, uh, yeah. Everything, every digital stuff is going to be global. Uh, there is a mass adoption of the internet worldwide. And it looks to me that it's the natural evolution of what internet will look like in several years. And that's finally how I came up, by passion, obviously. But still, I think also that there is a question of timing. And I think now we are seeing a huge evolution of the way people perceive value uh, of the data you share, uh, the data you own uh, in the internet. And finally, what what is interesting with blockchain is that you are the owner of your data and you can sell it, you can create it, and you can resell it. Uh, you have a real data management. Uh, and I would say also an individual data management uh, for yourself. You can store your own uh, money uh, and don't be, I would say, uh, subject to uh, banks uh, bankruptcy or other things. So I think it's it's a more uh, global vision. There is a tech aspect. Uh, there is also a social aspect. And most of all, a philosophical aspect, which is uh, quite interesting, saying that finally, today, we are, we are in a world where companies are really um, um, uh, are in a situation where they own all the data and you cannot manage it. Uh, if you take a look at Google search and so on, they manage more than 90% of the research in, uh, in, uh, on the internet. And I truly believe that it cannot stay like this. We have to give people the power of data, the, their data. So that's the main point, I would say, the three main points, the tech aspect, the social aspect, and the uh, uh, most of all, uh, the, the, the aspect uh, linked to the, the financial uh, monopolistic position. Uh, interesting, and I completely uh, agree with what you said. So let's look right now in terms of your company. So before we start talking about the books and the different areas that you've been researching. So I always like to talk about companies and entrepreneurs, and uh, I know that you're quite young. You just started recently, but... Tell us about what you've been doing and as well the context of your work uh, in France and the challenge and as well the good success if there's any case study you want to highlight. Yeah, so the first thing came up uh, finally with the, the book on the real estate. Uh, the idea came up with this. Uh, I, I had the feeling there was something to do, that there was something to do uh, uh, in the blockchain industry regarding especially real estate because uh, blockchain uh, allowed to certify information, to transfer the uh, information, to execute contracts. Um, uh, I would say in a completely secured environment. And that's how I, I thought there was a work to do in the real estate industry. Uh, I wrote this book and I, and, I, and I found out, especially in France, so you will find it maybe interesting, that 
in France, especially, I think the real estate uh, use cases in blockchain will take some time to happen, really. Um, and I was thinking about uh, something really interesting. It was at the beginning a go-to-market strategy uh, for this uh, real estate uh, tokenization platform I wanted to create. And uh, finally, this go-to-market strategy uh, <laughs> transformed into the, the complete company. Uh, we, we were thinking that the visual aspect today is quite important in the way people see investment, meaning that today you only have curves and numbers uh, to manage your investment. And it's not social. You cannot share it. You don't have uh, this kind of customization related to your investment. It's only numbers. And finally, people are a lot thinking that, okay, it's only investment is only dedicated to experts, experts sorry, which is not true. Um, and what we want to create, what we want to, to, to make with Synapse, we want to make investment fun and we want to democratize investment uh, really by using data visualization. And the most simple but yet uh, most tangible way of doing it is to say that uh, your investments, your curves, your number will be represented by a city. So we are creating, I like to say it, we are creating a... Um, uh, the crypto SimCity for investors, uh, I like to say it, and it's to, it's really a, a vision of how you you can finally have social interaction. We found out uh, investors when when they want to invest in cryptos, they are really they really have a willing of joining a community, finding reinsurance. You talked you talk about uh, influencers. They are looking for influencers. Uh, they really are looking for expertise. And most of all, they want to know that they are a part of a project. They want to show they are a part of a project. And that's how came up this whole idea. Uh, we believe that uh, finally, as we believe every asset will be digitized. And in the same time, we believe that the most digitized asset today is cryptocurrency. Uh, we think that the best way to make it tangible is to show a city. And finally, today it's crypto, but maybe tomorrow we will try to uh, to be a kind of plug-and-play platform for all uh, investment platforms that are digitizing uh, several assets, uh, real estate, energy, and so on. That's the main vision we have. Uh, and that's how we are seeing and how came up the idea. We obviously talked to a lot of people uh, investing in cryptos. And I think we, we maybe have something quite interesting. We'll see in the next steps, but still we have good signals uh, regarding uh, the, the, this this vision, uh, one last thing regarding the the the, the evolution of the project uh, in the in the France in France ecosystem in the French ecosystem, um, I truly believe now a lot of uh, innovations in France are coming from. Uh, most of all, you have Paris, which is centralizing a lot of things. But it's, what is quite interesting regarding blockchain is that we are seeing emerging companies in other regions of France, such, such as in the south, where I'm based too. And I think it's quite interesting the, the, the fact that it's not only polarized by, by one place. Um, and, and another thing I would like to say is that it's more related to, um, to um, uh, I would say, uh, um, legal aspects. And maybe you will have questions regarding this, but... Um, some people are uh, yelling at uh, France and uh, Europe, Europe in general, that um, there, there, there is too much um, legal uh, constraints. Um, but my opinion is that 
if there is legal implementation, if uh, a lot of uh, government are working on introducing legis legislations, uh, legal uh, frames, it's a good thing because I really believe that it helps structure structuring the crypto industry, the blockchain industry in the whole Europe. So that's my belief. And I really think that um, there is a huge, um, I think France took the lead in Europe, really. That's my belief, uh, especially with the, the work of uh, the Autorité des Marchés Financiers. I think it's the equivalent in UK, I don't know it, but it's a U the US equivalent is the SEC, Security Exchange Commission. Um, they work a lot, the AMF, Autorité des Marchés Financiers, worked a lot to, to, to really improve uh, jurisdiction legal aspects and to give a global framework for all european companies and that's why there are um, a new uh, legislation regulation is emerging now it's called uh, the mika marketing crypto assets which will, which will help also structure a lot uh, the europe environment even though a lot of people are yelling at it uh, as i was saying <laughs> well that's a bold statement and i think it, it would be great that they succeed so i think definitely probably france and the uk are leading the, the yeah. at least the narrative uh, but the uk has been very slow in terms of regulation and actually been probably losing territory but i think probably in terms of europe yeah definitely because then we have of course a lot of things happening all over europe but really not from a governmental perspective and the european union has some legislation but it's very weak and actually i don't think there's any follow-up this kind of studies and research that comes out so let's talk right now before we go to your books in terms of your experience with the blockchain community in france um so what has been your experience because of course you're there you wrote two books on the area um what are the things that you and i, I saw as well in the book you have quite uh, influential personalities in france as well involved what are the areas that you saw so far you saw really a lot of interest a lot of uh, because the numbers of people really uh, for example, at the moment, uh, the global numbers of crypto in 2000 and November, as of November 2022 is around less than 350 million people using crypto. And in yeah. Europe, France is not leading at all. Um, so yeah. that means it's actually, I'm, I'm, but from a regulatory perspective and from a, an innovation perspective, there's a lot of things happening. But I, I would like to hear your views being there and as well being studying in one of the top universities in France. Actually, the top. Uh, Sorbonne is the top university of France. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> um, what I saw, I wrote the book during, I would say it was, uh, yeah, I began writing the book in January uh, at the beginning of this year. And I think it, the timing is quite important because at this point, at this time, I saw a lot of companies working on game GameFi, uh, working a lot on uh, creating uh crypto games, creating play to earn, creating uh, video games that finally allow you to gain cryptocurrency. I saw a lot of company doing this because I think uh, there was a lot of hype regarding NFTs and stuff like that. But also, I saw also another type of companies, which is also quite interesting, especially regarding blockchain applications. Um, and I, I really, um, I really observed this uh, also uh, earlier when when we when we saw uh, another bear market several years ago. Nowadays, I can see a lot of people are more focusing on real estate use cases once again, and I think it's quite interesting what is happening currently in France. I don't know for the rest of the world, but it's quite interesting when we are facing a bear market in France. The the the, the French reflex, the French uh, the French uh, uh, signals is to say, okay, now. Uh, crypto is not so bullish. 
So we'll talk more about blockchain companies for real estate application. And I don't know if you know it, Denise, but the, the, the number one investment for French people is, is real estate. So I think it's quite interesting because people are searching for crypto use cases or blockchain use cases in real estate to find reinsurance regarding the industry. And it's, that's one main point. I think it's quite interesting. Um, and what I saw uh, also is that, um, um uh, it it really happens, I would say, several months ago, and not not uh, previous years. I see more and more companies launching kind of incubator accelerator dedicated to Web three, uh, to uh, crypto industry, blockchain industries, uh, which are French currently. And I think it's quite interesting because it it it, it I think it shows a proof of the industry is, is trying to mature, uh, initiated by private actors, which is quite important too. And I, I, I think you know it also, but in France, uh, there is a lot of weight uh, regarding uh, the public actions. And we see, we can see that actors like BPI France are talking a lot about, uh, uh, more and more about metaverse and several stuff like that. But as you know, French people are, no, are, are not the riskier people. Uh, it takes time. Uh, they think that new is risk, uh, whereas in the US or maybe in the UK, new is an opportunity. So it takes time. But I really believe that we, we can see, um, I would say, uh, 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 yeah, the industry is really maturing. And I, that's my signal. That's what I saw mainly. And in the project I interview in this book, uh, I really saw a huge, huge uh, belief in the tech, uh, huge, huge uh, works. A uh, lot of people I interviewed were really determined in working in the industry. It it was not a feeling of we will just surf on the hype. Uh, now they are still working every project I interviewed several months ago. So I think it's a good signal. Um, and finally, uh, also one company, uh, I talked to one of the responsible of this company, which is Ledger. I think you know about Ledger, uh, which is a hardware wallet. And I think this company is quite interesting. They're very good at uh, an international scale. And I really believe that this is one of the companies that will really become a major worldwide. I really believe it. And yeah, that's thing. I think that's it. But the, yeah, the French industry, I think, is quite maturing. That's uh, that's my whole point. I would say. No, it's interesting, and you're right. Actually, been involved. Uh, of course, you have uh, Stephen Tuel, is French, and he was about the first guy that created actually the first. Uh, uh, which I know quite well. I know I didn't speak with him for ages. But for instance, it, it was actually the first DAO, uh, what well, the DAO, and it was the first CMO of uh, um, of Ethereum. So, so let, let's look right now in terms of your books, and I think uh, we have limited time. So, so in terms of your books, um, so your first book was Precise Blockchain and 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 Property or Real Estate, and yeah. the translation, and your second is Blockchain Enterprise. So let let's go through both because these are super important topics. Uh, so. Let's let's go again with your definition of blockchain because I think you're quite technical. I like your books. Uh, I know that most of our audience is English speaking, but they're very interesting because you you went we you go very technical, but as well there's a lot of research here that is very practical and very interesting in terms of the way you put things forward. So let let's look right now in terms of first uh, the areas of um, blockchain and property. Uh, well, first of all, blockchain, you did a bit of definition, and then now you put blockchain and property, and then we go to blockchain enterprise, which is much bigger. So literally, I, I always like to say it, uh, literally blockchain is, uh, you can, I would say, uh, 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 dismember this word, uh, 
you have the block, you have the chain, you're just creating blocks uh, which uh, which uh, register several transactions. And every time uh, a block uh, finally uh, is complete, uh, you can validate the transaction and introduce it into a chain, which is uh, uh, secure, secured, uh, certified, and so on. So I, I would say it's the most simplified uh, definition of blockchain I would give, but also um, that finally you can share, share data, whatever the type uh, of data, financial, uh, but also uh, contractual, uh, but also uh, certificates, uh, but also finally, what we can say is that tangible asset, but also intangible asset. You can share it, uh, certify it, and and finally prove uh, the ownership of uh, whatever type of assets. So I think it's um, my vision of blockchain, how I would define it. And also what is interesting, because we talk a lot about uh, Web3, and I, I like to say it, and I think it's quite important. To my mind, uh, Web3 couldn't exist without blockchain. And also, I think that even the metaverse aspect is quite interesting uh, with uh, blockchain approaches. I don't really believe in metaverse without Web3, without blockchain approaches. And um, yeah, I would say that's it. So to my mind, finally, blockchain is really emerged. It's more, more than a revolution. A lot of people talked about revolution. It's more an evolution. Um, a lot of people are saying, whoa, Bitcoin emerged. Uh, it's only a, a technology which has uh, 15 years. It's completely false. Uh, this technology has more than uh, uh, 60 years of existence. We saw first um, uh, uh, approaches, first experience, first scientific approaches uh, in, uh, in 1971 from IBM, for example. And we have have even earlier approaches. So I really think people uh, uh, misunderstand the fact that blockchain is not uh, uh, quite a, so a new technology. But now it really it is really a question of timing. I I told I told you uh, earlier. I really think the timing is very good to develop use cases in this industry, and especially talking about real estate. I think one thing which is important with real estate, what one thing which is quite interesting, is the fact that you can. Um, I told it earlier, digitized assets, meaning that you can create a unique idea for um, whatever type of building, a house, uh, a building, and so on. You, create a, you can create a unique idea of it, um, digital identity, finally, and, and say, okay, someone will buy it. Uh, someone will buy it entirely, but someone can buy it also uh, with, uh, I would say, by fractions, meaning that he will have a fractional ownership of the building, uh, meaning that uh, he can buy it and tomorrow sell it very easily, which is completely the contrary of what you can see today in the real estate industry, which is quite illiquid. As I said, it's quite interesting the fact that people can really digitize assets, company can digitize assets. And I think there is something really interesting with the fact that people can now access properties with finally a low amount of money. And I think it's one of the key innovation of the blockchain in real estate. Also, what you can see is that it's more contractual aspect, but you can also uh, create using technology, for example, use the blockchain, for example, Ethereum, you can use a smart contract to finally automate a transaction for um, rent, real estate renting. And I think it's quite interesting too. So we have several use cases, I think, which are quite interesting. And I think uh, also what is also interesting in the real estate 
Yeah, I think that's it. That's the main issue. That's the main problem I see. I can see you can resolve using blockchain, especially regarding investment. And you have also, I would say, one last thing, Dennis, uh, <laughs> because I'm thinking about it, uh, is that uh, in the in the in the real estate transaction, you have a lot of intermediaries, meaning that uh, you have a loss of information, and sometimes you don't know who uh, intervene at which step of the process of the process, and you can also think that. Finally, all of these actors could use a common blockchain-based uh, process, uh, which will allow uh, every person to certify a step that is really related to his expertise or is finally involvement in the project, whatever type of is it uh, of the project. And I think that's it. I, all I see in real estate for the moment. <laughs> no, and, and I think this is a good one to go. So, so, and so about your book. So what were the book? How was the reception of the first book about the, the main book that you did about uh, the real estate? So there's any case studies that you want to highlight that you found that are interesting? Because I think one of the things that is interesting for people listening to us is what are the things we can use, um, anything that can be used and as well how it works? Um, one, main use case was, one main use case was, uh, I saw two use cases uh, related to investment. You have realty. Uh, I don't know if you know this company, uh, which is quite interesting. It's uh, a French company currently operating in the U.S. for the moment. I think it's most more mostly uh, due to a regulations aspect for the moment, but is, they will come in into Europe. I really believe it. Uh, but it's quite interesting because um, they allow people to invest in real estate, beginning at around uh, fifty dollars uh, in cryptos. Uh, people buy their crypto, the real token. And they can invest uh, in a house uh, based on Detroit, on Detroit, uh, for example, in the US. And also, you have also one use cases which is more European one. They do not use crypto to pay for payments, but they use blockchain. It's Equisafe, which is a company that allow finally uh, companies to uh, to digitize real estate assets and create uh, yeah, and to divide uh, some real estate building uh, and to to sell it for. For hundred dollars, for example, sell several several fraction of the building for hundred dollars. And I th yeah, I think that's the main uh, main companies I saw. I obviously saw, and I, I talked to you uh, uh, several um, several years ago. I talked about obviously Cities ABC, which is quite interesting related to uh, the fact of uh, digitizing assets of the city and creating a digital ID for each city. Um, and I think yeah, related to investment, I think it's the main use cases. Um, you have also, yeah, I think that's it. Uh, the main companies, uh, if I could, uh, if I could give you some other name, you have Simon, another company, which is uh, quite interesting for, uh, especially, uh, people that are managing several buildings for all other companies. Uh, it allows to, to vote for, I would say, renovation works for, uh, for all the stuff related to, uh, uh, to the common social life uh, of, uh, of I would say, uh, renters or buyers of apartments, uh, they allow to vote in the blockchain uh, for having a decentralized certified vote. Yeah, yeah that's it. Uh, I think it's the main example I can see um, using uh, blockchain in, in France. Um, yeah, that's it. Uh, interesting case studies. I think there's there's a couple of uh, very important things that are happening on that area. There's, like you said, the, 
Met, I think the blockchain technology brings a huge amount of capacities for creating special the idea of certification and solidifying the industry, which is one of the biggest industries. We're talking about five trillion dollars industry. So um, in terms of your last book, uh, the practical guide of blockchain in, in, in enterprise. So can you highlight some of the things you have here on the subtitle? The um, Of course, cryptocurrencies, NFT, you have three uh, infrastructure and uh, all the different areas. So if you can actually highlight the book because it's quite fresh. So uh, yeah. I always like to highlight. Yeah. Okay. You, you want me to, to, to discuss about the book or give a definition of uh, each, well, each? Let's start first for the book and then we can go through okay. this. this okay. Okay. Yeah. No problem. So, okay. So the book is mainly talking about uh, practical use cases for blockchain, uh, especially for companies. I would say there is, there are, uh, two type of companies I am targeting with this book. The first one, which is already a tech company, which wants just to to gain a certain level of expertise uh, regarding this area. And the second one is the type of companies that want to enter this industry, but don't know how. And mainly in this book, I talk about several use cases for these two different type of companies. Uh, I also want to give uh, some tips, some advices for venture capital that want to invest also in companies uh, because we have seen a lot of scams regarding especially tokenomics and stuff like that. And uh, really, I want to give some tips, some advices to analyze, to, to describe a project, uh, but also to develop a project. Um, I also like to remember in this book, and I think it's also one of the main key points, uh, that um, a blockchain project is still, first of all, a project, uh, meaning that it is there is no use to create a blockchain if there is not a real problem to find and to solve. And that's really the main point I want to highlight because a lot of people are surfing in the hype. And I really think uh, the industry will only mature if people are focusing on the real problem solving uh, uh, yeah, solution using blockchain. So yeah, the main point is really to describe the blockchain uh, described several use cases in different industries. Really, I talk about gaming, I talk about digital art, I talk about supply chain, I talk about uh, luxury industry, um, real estate, obviously. Uh, and finally, how to launch it, uh, why to launch it, uh, what are the key points to, to have in mind. Uh, I also uh, gave my own approach, I would say, of uh, the Lean Canvas strategizer uh, made by Strategizer. I, I created, I would say, the blockchain Lean Canvas for companies. Uh, to really have the specific insights of launching for, for launching a company in the web three industry. And I think, yeah, that's it. Uh, finally, uh, if you if you understood blockchain, if you know use cases, I give you a practical uh, advices to develop it. And finally, some techniques to, uh, to analyze uh, analyze uh, several blockchain projects. So, so let's look at some of these. And I think we are finishing because of your time limitation. But for instance, you have here in terms of the, the structure of the book, um, so one of the areas that's particularly interesting is how to generate new economical model ecosystems. Um, I think that's that's one thing I would like to touch. Uh, yeah. to how do you think this can, uh, uh, especially for companies that have no clue? And I think every company is right now a tech company, so it's a particularly important topic. Yeah, it's really an important topic, obviously. Um, to tell you uh, the truth, I, I talked about uh, I, I talked about uh, this title. I, I wanted this, the term ecosystem. My editor wanted to, me to tell uh, why don't you talk about business model. I explained it to him. It's more like an ecosystem. Why? Because now when you create a Web three project, you have two points which are quite different. 
for the classical project, I would say you have the product as a service you want to sell. You build value around it and you say, okay, people are, there is traction, there is no traction, but still uh, you are building value around the product. But now you have also another aspect, which is linked to if you are creating, obviously, uh, some digital asset related like NFTs or cryptos, it's impossible to imagine your project only as a product because what you are creating is a crypto or NFTs, meaning that you are creating an ecosystem and meaning that you have to manage all the stuff related to economic approaches, but also manage all the stuff related to the product approaches. And finally, one main point, which is the most important one, is that uh, you have to create a community that may feel sufficiently involved to um, contribute to the project. To also, uh, they want also one thing, they want also to gain money uh, regarding the project, maybe to earn stuff. Um, I would say the whole uh, giveaway part took a, a, a quite highest level, higher level um, in Web3. So you have to create a community, a huge engagement, and it's all about finally a global ecosystem because Web3 is blockchain is finally an open source technology, uh, which allow obviously secure transform information and so on. I, I told it a lot, uh, but um, you need developers to be involved, meaning that if tomorrow you want to create a blockchain, an infrastructure blockchain, you want developers to contribute for the project. Uh, you want them to, to give reward for contributing, for making the blockchain evolving. So I think it's the main point also, which is quite important uh, to understand. Um, finally, you cannot imagine a blockchain project, a crypto project, NFT project, like to earn whatever. You cannot imagine doing it without a huge community involvement and enthusiasm. That's it. As that's really my vision. And I really think it's the main difference between uh, a Web2 project and a Web3. Um, so the last part of your book, which is particularly important, is, is one thing that I like particularly is the synergies between blockchain and other technologies. And you mentioned actually the BIM model, so uh, which is a particularly interesting one. So for people that don't know where is the BIM model, I'm sure you're going to explain, but I think it's just important to contextualize this technology don't work on its own. So there's a lot of uh, models that work together. So in the end of the day, is, uh, the BIM model is building information modeling. And everything is about information modeling that we have in our society. So I, I want to go how you look at these areas and how you take it forward uh, on these different directions. Yeah. Okay. So I really think, uh, so we are talking about building information modeling, the BIM, because we think, um, and I would say, a whole part of the industry really believe that it will be the real estate of tomorrow. Um, it's really related to all kinds of stuff uh, I talked about. At the beginning of, of our talks, uh, uh, of our talk, I, I said, uh, my vision is that every asset will be digitized. And I said also, maybe it will be blockchain only, but maybe sometimes we, you will see other technologies, synergies and so on. And that's exactly the main example, uh, meaning that BIM is really uh, a, a way of representing buildings uh, for especially technical aspects, for people working on the building, for people that want to manage the whole building life, uh, at, I would say from the conception phase to the phase where uh, in 200 years, uh, you will have to make some renovation of every floor of the building. And, and that's really um, one technology that will also 
um, where you will see also synergies. And I come up uh, with this now. Um, as with blockchain, you can certify information. You can imagine one thing with BIM. You can say that an architect is working on a specific building. And uh, what is happening most of the time is that you have the architect working on a building and he's sending his plans uh, regarding the building. And finally, he's waiting for uh, the owner approval and several steps uh, before receiving payment. Uh, but also he's waiting also for maybe other technical contributors that want to, to ask questions, that want to precise several stuff regarding the plans and so on. What we can imagine with blockchain is that finally every stage of the conception of the building can be validated through blockchain, meaning that every time uh, several um, intermediaries uh, certify that a step has been validated, uh, the architect could receive, for example, uh, a payment automatically using smart contract. And you have also one use case which is interesting. There is a huge, huge, huge challenge regarding intellectual properties uh, in the real estate industry. When an architect is making something, he wants to show he is the creator of the whole design thing. Inscribing this design in, in, in the blockchain uh, in several ways could help uh, managing the whole um, copy-paste, uh, I would say, architect uh, uh, problem uh, they are facing uh, every time. So I think, yeah, um, most of all, whatever it is, the BIM help modelizing uh, stuff really technically, uh, really precisely. Uh, the blockchain creates synergies for creating more uh, fluidity in the process, but also more transparency, uh, more security. Um, so I really think there is a huge combination. And if you are talking a lot more uh, of, of also Internet of Things, if you are talking about this, uh, you can say that finally uh, the interaction between, uh, between uh, the object, the smart connected object, could be secured also using blockchain uh, because the server is decentralized. Uh, you can see, uh, and you can see a lot and more, a, a lot and lot, um, um, more and more, I would say, uh, cyber attacks are coming to uh, smart connected devices. Uh, and it's really interesting to use blockchain to secure, to secure the whole thing. Uh, that, that is, I think, probably the most important thing is how we put all of this cycle together. I know that you have limited time and I passed already your time. So thank you so much, Aurelian, for the year. I think uh, probably come back again, probably in a in a um, in the live between all these different things and talking about case studies between France and different parts of the world. So good luck for this book uh, for people listening to us. At least the French ones, you can find it all over France. Uh, for not, we'll put information here about Aurelien, about the book and about his, his thesis. Thank you so much. Thanks a lot, Denise. Thanks a lot, Free. Really.